Hey, I'm Ben. And I'm Evan. And welcome to Coffee Break. Welcome back to Coffee Break. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Yeah. And today uh, we had this idea that we would just sort of talk about music, really, because Ben and I have had so many conversations in the past just on our own about what we're listening to, what we've discovered. We've shown each other so many new things. (laughs) And uh, so we thought we'd dedicate an episode to that today. And starting off, I thought we would just really go back and talk about what we were introduced to growing up and sort of what we got accustomed to and like yeah. how it shaped us going forward, which for me, it was like, um, I'm like, I'm the oldest of three boys. So when like, uh, when I was first born, like my parents, they, they really didn't know what, like, what was the kids music to go to or what to like, or what to do with any of that. So what what it really ended up being was my dad had all of his CDs from college, which was just stuff from the 90s and in even further back. <laughs> my so, dad went to college in like 1970. <laughs> <laughs> no CDs, tapes. My dad had tapes too when he was a teenager, but by the time he was in college, CDs yeah. were, were coming around. Yeah. Um, but when I was growing up, like, he's like, I don't want to, I don't even like any of this kid stuff anyway, so I'll just play what I like. <laughs> so he would play like... Oh, he would play like Paul Simon. I can see like oh, I ain't playing that. No, he was like, I, I don't want to listen to like the Wiggles or Rosie whatever. Rosie is not ringing around it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, he would play Neil Diamond, Paul Simon, like even like like ninety stuff. So there's some two derpy men. I love them both now so much. I would play like um, Soundgarden and like Pearl Jam and all those things. Like like that's what I was so used to growing up. Like that was music to me. And like I, like I remember, I loved like I, the reason I say Paul Simon and Neil Diamond is because like growing up, I just loved both of those guys so so much. And like we had like greatest hit CDs of both of them, which we would like I would play so oh, yeah. much, and we would like go to Best Buy or like Circuit City or something back then. City, like of this, is how long ago that was? And you just like have to get a new copy because I would like being a little kid, like you don't even really understand how to handle that so i would just like it's frisbee like, it across it's a, the room it's a it's just a different uh like mom let's get his new cd like oh no it's the same cd just a different album cover like i don't care yeah it's still neil diamond exactly i'm, I'm being serious <laughs> i could though. get you three neil diamond cds in that Dude, drawer i'm there. sure everybody has got at least one album of his like in their attic or My something mother loves him <laughs> i mean but yeah, like just being a kid, you like you frisbee CDs across the room because like there's just like whatever I had in mind. But that's really what it was like just for me growing up. So um, just nowadays, like I always find myself going back to that stuff and yeah. just stuff from that era. Like that's what I like. I would always prefer to listen to. Yeah. Um, for me, I would have to say like uh, I would say the same thing, but I did listen to a lot of kids stuff growing up, but one thing I distinctively remember was me having one of those really small TVs with just a v- VHS. Yeah, VCR slot, in it. VCR's little slip thing. And there was this, this is weird because it's also me today. There was a documentary I used to watch every single day before I went to bed. And I still watch things before I go to bed. That's how I fall asleep. I usually listen to something. Um, and it was a Mozart slash uh, uh, Beethoven mm-hmm. slash like, some other composers, something like yeah. that. Uh, 
where it was just animals. It was so weird. Flocks. I, this is the weirdest thing. It may sound weird to you, but I remember there was this weird p- flamingo, pa- like flamingo flock, and it was just like Beethoven in the background. It, it's so weird. Well, it was kind of like those, like you ever you ever see those like those baby Einstein videos, e- like they they like put on for kids where it's basically just like. They have like shapes and colors on the yeah. TV, and it plays like Mozart in the background. Yeah, because well, it probably Classical helps music. the baby. Yeah, it does. Well, so they say. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm doing pretty fine right now. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I yeah. I used to watch a lot, listen to a lot of that, and watch it as well. But my dad definitely was a huge fan of music. Um, not as much as he is now, but he he definitely uh you know music was a huge part of his life because his family all sang, but. Uh, growing up as my dad's father was a pastor so you got that his mom sang in a choir he sang in the choir at church when he growing up my mom sang in the choir my mom's uh father plays drums and so very uh, at the church so it's a very listen to a lot of christian music mostly gospel i'll tell you like my very first album i ever i'll never forget this was Kirk Franklin's album. Um, oh, if I could only remember the name of it. I still have it in my room. And my very first album I ever got um, was his. And I remember just listening to that every single day. That got me hyped. <laughs> that was my hype music when I was probably like six, five. The crazy thing about that is I never, ever listened to gospel music that much other than like what was on the radio until I knew Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I never did. Well, there's, yeah. And, and there was yeah. just one day I remember you had, um, you had like, uh, gay, the Gaither vocal band of David Phelps on. Yeah, me, like, and, he, me and Carter were talking about Yeah, it's like, you got to You're like, you got to hear this guy. And so like, I've just been like introduced to this like Southern gospel genre, which I've never listened to the first 17 years of my life. Until like now, I've just like been exposed to this, and it's like that's like just never what I've been used to. But it's been like so cool to like hear this new genre, and like and some of that stuff they get really hype with it. Oh yeah, because it's I mean it's it's great because you know it's it's music, and I feel like music is so big to the point where it could you know it, it impacts a lot of people's lives. It impacted all three of our lives oh, pretty yeah. hefty, like pretty you know pretty significantly for so. sure. Um, and I'll tell you one thing. Uh, so David Phelps, I didn't used to like, so I'll tell you, so David Phelps is another, is a guy who I listen to a lot. He's <laughs> Maybe probably, I, three I would times a him... week. I'll like slap on some David Phelps it, for a very long time. I would just call him one of the most talented, like tenor vocalists yeah. that's working today. He is so unbelievable. He can sing very high. So, um, God bless you. <laughs> so something that my dad introduced me to him. And at the time, I was in a so okay. I was in the ever so popular Michael Jackson stage mm-hmm. in two thousand eight uh, when he died. Um, so basically, when he died, I got addicted to his music. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking. I had hats. I had gloves. I had shirts. I had socks. I had shoes. I had a dance tutorial DVD sent to me for thirty five dollars off Amazon. <laughs> I beat Michael Jackson to experience on Wii in three weeks. That's actually very I am impressive. a male, a heterosexual male, and I beat a Just Dance game. So that's that goes to say that I wasn't letting anybody stop me from saying, Michael Jackson is the greatest of all time mm-hmm. just because he died. That's the thing, too. <laughs> He's a great... First of all, 
before okay i'm gonna this is kind of me really like kind of you know revealing who i enjoy now before bruno mars best entertainer if you ask me was michael jackson michael jackson Jackson. the thing too that i i realize now before michael jackson died i knew who he was like i had knew i knew thriller i knew billy jean like a little bit i really didn't know him that well until after he died yeah which is like, i knew three songs <laughs> like that's the thing and like and i don't mean to say that like oh that's the only way to like to like it reaches out another audience yeah. obviously but like and i don't mean that in a bad way but it's just i guess because he was such an influential figure like during his lifetime i think because i know i think to this day thriller is the best-selling album of all oh, time yeah. And like I knew it was even still in his lifetime, mm-hmm. so he was still a huge star. And so yeah. I guess there was just so much press surrounding his death that I just like okay, I got to figure out who this guy is. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I remember is, um, excuse me, um, we got you got uh, when I first found out about Michael Jackson, well, I really got into CDs, mm-hmm. and I started from. I told myself, no, I'm gonna go from. Uh, Motown, J- Michael Jackson, so Jackson Five, all mm. the way up. When I started listening to Motown, this is the weirdest thing to this day. I still find it so weird that I did this. We had cable TV in my old house, uh, and I would go in my parents' bedroom because it was the only TV that worked. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like the other TV would be really spotty, and or Gigi would be on it. My sister. So I went to my parents' bedroom whenever we had summer uh, during the summertime. I, that would be at work. My mom would be at work as well. So I'd be in there watching TV. I didn't watch T. I didn't watch SpongeBob. I didn't watch Disney Channel. I would watch infomercials. You know the channels that you would watch by, and it's like, yeah, get sure. your Brazilian butt today. One of those things. <laughs> it wasn't sure. the yeah. It wasn't the Brazilian butt, but it was Motown classics. This is the weirdest thing I think I I've done. Like I did this for three years. I would watch these videos. And it would just be little previews of songs and mm-hmm. music videos of old, of old people sing, of Motown people, Motown uh, artists sing. And I would do this for hours on end. And I would fall asleep to it. I would sing to it. I would watch it. And it was so weird. But the thing is, like, I, I, could, na- I could give you 15 seconds of most <laughs> Motown songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you got Fats uh, Domino, whatever his name is, Domino. Fats Domino? Yeah, I could... I found out what Blueberry Hill was, and then I came obsessed with the first ten seconds of the song. The thing that's crazy is that I like I didn't watch infomercials myself, but I I like I actually have something similar to that because the way it is with music is you hear one thing and it branches out to something else, and you discover something about this person's career. Then this person played on their album here, and he worked with this person. Blah blah blah, and so. Um, when I was, I mean, I don't know, I was probably six or seven years old was when I was first like shown what iTunes is and what we originally used iTunes for was just burning our CDs into the computer. So you would have that. Cause like, I didn't have an iPod at this point. Like nobody had any of those. There's no such thing as an iPhone yet. And so you just put CDs into the computer and you can have those whenever, and then they would work for you whenever you had the computer open. So there was that, and we just had the CDs we had in there. And then, like, I, I'm sure the iTunes, like, the store was already a thing. I would spend so, so many hours just, like, on the iTunes store, just looking up artists that I knew and hearing, like, those 30-second previews the of their songs. You know, well, back then, you spent 10 seconds. It, now, yeah, it's, like, yeah. 45 seconds. No, it's, I've, it's, like, a minute and a half now. 
That's crazy. You hear like a minute and a half. Back then, it was 30 seconds, maybe, maybe a minute. Yeah. But I would go through like every, like if there was an artist I like, I'd go through every single one of their albums and I'd see, oh, they they, they work with this person. They, they did this. They did that. This is later in their career. And I would just go back and forth, like looking through all these things, which is, I guess is essentially the same thing as the infomercials. Because yeah. I, I guess like I would just be hearing little snippets of these songs that I knew I would like. And I could just spend so many hours doing that. Yeah, it's... It's weird because like I would do that. I wouldn't just do that with music as well. I did it with like comedians, like Carol Burnett. If you know who that is, yeah, I know Carol Burnett. I used to laugh my socks off just watching her. Um, but yeah, like it's so weird how you can find you know the weirdest little things in music that cause you to start this whole fan for sure. This whole you know love of an artist or singing, and mm-hmm. I mean until this to this day, I enjoy any Motown. Like you yeah. ask. Stevie Wonder, probably one of my favorite singers of all time. We bump Stevie Wonder every time yeah. we're in the car together. We'll always yeah. sing along to that. Yeah, so he's huge. I mean, Michael Jackson, I still find very, very uh, talented man. Uh, I mean, just I'm. Uh, it, it's weird because like you, I. It's weird because like nowadays you don't really hear a lot about how people are like, oh yeah, I love Stevie Wonder. Uh, I love blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's sad because I'm not going to be like that. Like, oh, it's sad. Oh, people don't appreciate. No, because everybody, like, everybody likes their own thing. Everybody's used to different things. things and they like, know the songs too. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that's just, this is that song. When mm-hmm. the harmonica comes yeah. in. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, I do that it's, it's a whole thing about, like, that I can talk about with just discovering music because... I wish there was like more because I, I remember when I was younger when there were still like stores that exclusively sold CDs. Yeah, I would go with my dad like so many weekends. CD Castle. There was, was a, a store. There's a store I remember so well. There used to be two of them right around here. There, there. I don't even think they exist anymore. There was a store called Spin Again, which was a CD. It was just all CDs, and I would go there with my dad on weekends, and we would. I would just like find something. I was like, oh, I know one song off of this album, or I would get the greatest hits of this guy. Or greatest whoever. hits was huge. Yeah, and then of course you have a CD player in your car, so I would just have that, and I had like a tiny little, really crappy boom box that you could just play CDs off of <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, I have actually a really funny story about that, which is wow, that's so weird. I just brought that brought that's in my head now. Wow. Okay, weird nostalgia moment. Uh, so. I lived when I used to live in my old house. I lived in uh, at this house where it was really old, really old house. Uh, it was actually on school property. Mm-hmm. It was the Snyderfield house, and I had this basketball court. And I loved like there's music. I needed music in order to play basketball. It was kind of weird. Um, and back when I was younger, we didn't really have Bluetooth speakers. Oh no! Until I found a Bluetooth radio. This thing was, and like when I first found, and the thing is, it looked so old. The yeah. thing was so old, and the thing is, you got to put it in the right spot on the floor. You had to hang it off a tree, like put it upside down, or to get some good signal. Um, and I would listen to uh, what used to be my favorite station of all time, one hundred three point five Mojo, greatest oh, yeah. hits. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean now, uh, like I remember, I used to play basketball to that every single day. Wow, that's weird. And I would like get made fun of because because <laughs> there would be softball games going on because mm-hmm. there's a softball field in front of my there used to be a softball field in front of my house and I would play the music when I when I would play basketball while they're playing softball and I would just get 
some guys would get just so mad at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> mean to. You got to have it going on. Um, I had a story. Well, um, I guess <clears throat> now it's um, there's like there it's there's so much convenience when it comes to getting music with just like YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Spotify all that type of stuff. Pandora. That I like, and as great as that is, and as convenient as it is, it takes away a lot of the discovery of yeah. of like of new things. I feel because. When you had to go buy a CD or you have to go buy, like back in the day, you had to go buy a tape or you had to go buy a record even. Like you you have to buy the album and you, like, you have to go through and like find your favorite song. And a lot of the times if you're just listening to an album all the way through, you think, oh, well, I know I like this song, but here's this other song I've never heard before. And now I know I love this and now I love this whole album. So and and what I what I worry about with like even people that like older music like we do, if you think that like. If you think that as soon as the 2000s hit, music just suddenly became terrible. Well, I didn't even like 90s music. That's just oh, me. Well, I know. I don't like like rock, that kind of rock. Like alternative, like grunge type grunge. stuff? Grunge. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Tom Petty's cool, right? That's Tom 90s. Petty's not grunge. Is he 90s, though? I mean, he released stuff in the 90s. Yeah, that was like the only... No, he had like him and the Heartbreakers like in the seventies even. Don't do me like that. Yeah, I think that was from the seventies. Um, but with if people like when they think, oh, as soon as nineteen ninety nine became two thousand, there's no good music left in the world anywhere. I I worry that too many people have that mindset, and they think like the people that listen to oldies, they think, oh, that's all I can ever listen to because that's the only quality thing that that ever was made, and that's like that's just not the case because as much as I grew up listening to music that was that came out long before i was born there's so much there's so many talented artists out there today that are just like that they're just are waiting to be discovered oh yeah and there's so much like to to love that it's just come out in the last few years and there's just so many like I'll, i'll give an example right now um a guy that carter introduced me to um, a guy by the name of Jacob Collier. I like I would consider him one of the greatest musical geniuses in the world. And just the way he theorizes everything and the way he crafts everything. And this guy plays probably every instrument known to man and he makes all of his own songs. He plays everything, produces it himself. And there's just so much talent like that that's out there like to be discovered. And so with having all this convenience with like streaming and with Spotify, Apple, all that stuff, I would I would encourage people to like take a step back from going, oh, I know I like this song, so I'll only listen to this and like look beyond that and let yourself branch out. Like like we talked about with going through albums, like even in the iTunes store on infomercials and everything. Like because there's so much more even in the last few years that's so great that that's to be discovered out there. Yeah. And what's that so I know about this Jacob Collier guy just because you guys talk about him mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And I mean I mean it's one of those things where I, I appreciate the music because it's just music and I like how it sounds, whatnot. Um, and, but the thing is there's certain people out there who are just like, eh. Yeah. And, but and the that's thing is, fine. Yeah. The thing is everybody, the thing, there's so many genres of music mm-hmm. out right now. Cause like, I, I think I have like seven playlists on my phone cause I don't really like a lot of genres. So like so far, like seven's a lot for me. Like I got, like, I don't like country. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't love country personally either. But I know a lot of people that do. I know a lot of people who see Shea is like they 
enjoy country a lot. Yeah, which is great because everybody, like every everything, everybody's gonna hit everybody in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I got rap on there when I work out. I can't work out with. <laughs> I can't work out with, you know, uh, the Bee Gees. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> doing that. I can't work out with Donna Summers in my ear. Right, right. <laughs> but with, with, for me, like, oh, excuse me. Um, just discovering, like I talked about before with gospel, I, I feel like in the last probably five years of my life, I've heard more genres than in all the rest of it combined. Because like I, I always knew about jazz music, but in the last few years, I've just really come to love it so much more and listen to so much more of it and hear about new artists. Because like w- with jazz, even it's like, oh, this person played with this person on this album, and they have a whole career of their own. And, and like all these different people have. Now, are you talking about like vocalists or? Well, vocalists too, but like I'm, I'm mostly talking about instrumental type yeah. stuff. But it's the same with vocalists because just for whatever reason, just within that community, it seems like... Jazz like, is huge. Yeah, jazz is... It's so big and like people would cover each other's songs and like people, this person plays with this person and everybody has their own discography yeah. and their own like solo careers and everything. And it's yeah. it's just so massive and there's just so much out there. I mean, we go to jazz clubs. Mm-hmm. We go to a place downtown called Schwartz's, which is... I love the place. Yeah, yeah, it may not be the nicest place in the world. Yeah. No, I mean it's yeah, it's small and it like it's not a very it chill. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like a five star hotel, but yeah, it may have carpets on the walls. Yeah, yeah go, we don't know where they're from. But you go in there and you're looking at you're looking at real musicians in front of you, like trying to like do what they're passionate about yeah. and get their talents out to the public, which is so cool and so amazing to see. And the music is always phenomenal yeah. over there. And it's weird because, like, I like to see the people's reactions when we walk in. Mm-hmm. We're a group of teenagers oh, yeah. coming into a jazz club. The first time we went in there, we lowered the age average by 30 years, I guarantee it. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite crazy. Um, it was funny because you brought up, you know, like, uh, not, you know, big name musicians. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a joke between all of our friend group. There's this guy I follow on Instagram. His name is Steelo Soul. Oh, yes. Now, Steelo Soul, uh, he is a street performer, and I, I've, and I follow a lot of street performers on mm-hmm. Instagram. Like, there's a guy named Mike Young who went, he, he blew up the internet one day. He sang a big version of, uh, I don't even know what the song was. It was insane. He sang it in the subway with a guitarist, and he went yeah. on America's Got Talent, made it to the finals of America's Got Talent. Wow. Now he's making, you know, hits. He's on a world tour right now. So wow. Steelo Soul is this trombone player. You're probably thinking repulsive. <laughs> Trombone. I always think of Jose. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. Too, so but... just, just, man, who just plays trombone. But what's, what the reason why he's different than most street performers is the passion he has. Yeah. And he sings too. Yes. And so if you see this guy on Instagram, like he'll, he'll be playing a melody on his trombone, then he'll just like throw it down real quick. Then he'll just grab the microphone and just start, start going for yeah. it. Just like going all over the place. Like He's he can hear these crazy high notes for being just like a bearded man. Yeah. And you're hearing these crazy notes come out of him. But like you, you never, like you never really would think, Oh, a trombone is the hip new instrument to be playing. But like this guy just makes it, Music. like he makes it his own and he makes it so cool. But like, I mean, which like, that's just, you see the passion coming out in him and you see yeah. like the musicality and everything. Yeah, that's, it's awesome because I mean like nowadays that's, well, that's where social media is like insanely mm-hmm. good for music. I mean, you got, I've seen videos online of like street performers doing like 
there's some sick beatboxers out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's some cool beatboxers out there. Um, you got all the piano. You know, like people will leave. Well, it, think about it this way: when you go to graders and there's that piano outside. Yeah. You got that. Uh, I mean, there's so many cool things when it comes to music. Um, but I mean, uh, and they, the thing is, they get a lot of looks at it as well. Like they get a lot of looks on the media as well, and I think it's awesome. Just like all all that stuff, being able to share it with people is is like really the beauty of it and like that like that's what i was getting at before with with social media is that like that's a way to to share with people and to discover at the same time yeah but what's but what there's something that uh always kind of sucks about the music industry when it comes to that mm -hmm. is that yeah they're being their their words being spread like their music's being spread all over the social media platforms but the thing is they're not making a freaking penny yeah well they probably are but they are you're a not little buying bit. their music. You're just listening to. That's this thing. That's what sucks about streaming as well. There was a whole thing with uh, Steven Tyler, the lead singer of Aerosmith. I love that man. He had a whole interview where he was talking about this new project he's been working on to try to get streaming companies to like give artists their due much more than they have been. Because there's been a, there was a, a story of a very very famous. Um, artist who who had like he had like best selling albums in the sixties and seventies, and like famous had like number ones like all through his career, and as soon as like physical music has been like on the downswing for so many years just with like digital stuff, um, there's been like so much money he's been owed from royalties and everything that he hasn't gotten. And so it was like there was something where he was owed somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in royalties, and like whatever streaming company said, "Oh yeah, we'll give you twelve thousand, and like if you want more than that, we'll see you in court." So Sweet. it was something like that. So I mean, now, and I, I'm I'm not saying that like that streaming is evil or that it's yeah, like, it's, it's the worst thing ever because it's not like it's it, easy. Yeah, That's it's the easy reason why and, it's fantastic. <laughs> but I I do encourage people at the same time that you have all this convenience like like at your fingertips and everything if you have an artist that you love so much that you know you really really enjoy what they do like even if it's one song one album a little a little bit at a record. time i know record people like the records they still make records exactly they'll, they'll make records oh exactly CDs, yeah. like it, like even if you have to, if you're going on itunes or something like just give a little bit if you can to support them to yeah. like to show that you actually like care about what they're doing I mean, and want to see them do more. Unless it's like if it's like Drake, he doesn't need any, whoa, <laughs> he doesn't need any more money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that's one, like that's one way. Like, I mean, I I would say that more in people that aren't yeah. crazy world famous or anything Dave like that. Phelps. But yeah, Jacob Collier, exactly. But like, I, I would encourage people Young to do Gravy. that. And like, there has been, I know, sales of actual like vinyl records have been going straight through the roof. For yeah, the last because few it's years. because it's aesthetic. That's true. Visco, Pinterest, <laughs> you you name it. Yeah, I know, but I know there is a good like market form out there because yeah. like I like I buy records myself. Well, yeah, you have a fat stack of them. I do, I do. Like and that, like and that's like a way that I can feel like I, I try to give back to artists too. Like by like even if it's like older stuff you at least have something physical like, yeah. to show for it. And you have something to say, like, this is like, a, a, like even a memento sort of say. Yeah. Even, like, I, I, of course, don't use it just for aesthetic, but just just stuff like Dude, that. Dude, I love records. Yeah, yeah it's such a vibe. Tape them to my wall. <laughs> look, look at them. 
Yeah, I'm gonna paint mine blue for no reason. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, we're we're it's it's pretty pretty cool how you know, uh, how younger people. This is this is what I always find really awesome about music is, with usually I have to introduce music to people, but I'm not mad about that. Like when I introduced David Phelps to you, gospel mm-hmm. to you, um, but like me having to find someone who actually knows. The music, like yeah. when I found out Carter enjoyed, I don't know what I'm doing with my hand right now. When I found out Carter enjoyed David Phelps, I was like, I was like shook. I was like, this man knows who David Phelps is. You were listening to it in the booth, and I was like, this. He gets it. <laughs> my eyes were like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't believe my ears because I've listened to this guy for five years, and I was like, there's no way, there's <laughs> no way this man knows who this guy is. So that was awesome. And to know that you like Stevie Wonder as well. Oh yeah, man. And that, you know, we like we like the these like we like a good amount of music. For sure. And I'll and I'll shout out my boy Pierce because we have a very, very strong relationship when it comes to music. Oh yeah. Me and that man, two guys, one mic. <laughs> uh we used to sing when we were younger. So we listened to a lot of Beatles, Michael Jackson. Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye was huge for us. Marvin Gaye is um, he's the man. Yeah, he's awesome. So, I mean, just going back to all that stuff and how crazy music brings people together. I mean, yeah. Music brought us together. I mean, like, I know I know that's almost a cliche thing to say it now. It is. It's like, kind of like, cringy to the point so of much, that. But. but there really is so much truth to it. There really is, like, even if it's nothing more than, oh, you know this guy, too. Oh, you've heard of this band before, too. Like that, like that's something that you you have a bond with another person for, and I think showing somebody a new artist or showing somebody music that they've never heard of, then all of a sudden enjoy, is like that's one of the greatest gifts you can give someone. Yes. Which like I I try to do as as often as I can. I know you and Carter have both done for yeah. me countless times. Voctive as well. Voctive was one of the other big names that mm-hmm. I got out there because. What's his name? Colin. Colin actually enjoyed. I caught Colin singing a couple of Voctive songs the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, you have been listening. You have been hanging out with either me or Carter recently. Yep. He's like, yeah. Like, but I mean, it's never a bad thing. It's I love to be it. Ashamed of. And the thing is, like, nowadays. So we'll, we can kind of transition to nowadays music because. For sure, yeah. So I don't really listen too much. This is what really stinks. So I'm kind of a. Uh, this is I'm kind of a hypocrite when it comes to this. I don't listen to the radio often. Mm-hmm. First of all, because I don't have a car, <laughs> rip. But uh, second of all, because I have music on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm usually in a show. Yeah. So I'm listening to that nonstop. So, uh, so usually, and the thing is, when I grow up, I want to be like on the radio. Yeah. So I'm barely listening to the radio. I listen to one thing, and it's on Sundays. Casey Kasem. Oh yeah, American yep. Top Forty. Yep. They have that American on. I listened last night on Sirius XM on like on the seventies channel. They have they have all of his old broadcasts. They play them every weekend. It's great. I love it. Um, but I don't. Whenever I I used to listen to like summer of two thousand twelve from two thousand fifteen. Every summer, my dad even used to do. We my dad even joined in every single time. Q one hundred two, Kiss one hundred seven, one hundred one point one, The Wiz, because there was actually like decent like some good bops. You mean you yeah. had like. Katy Perry, who yeah. we don't know what happened to her. <laughs> I don't know. If Katy Perry fans, I'm like, I'm sorry, hey, but like, yup. you have you got your thing. Yup. I, I, I don't know much about her. Um, I mean, you got like a bunch of summer bangers. You got 
like one hit wonder. I miss the one hit wonders, dude. Now everybody just makes like. I mean, okay, there's no like where did where's that one? They made the somebody that I used to know who's oh Gautier? Sure. No, I mean that was that was his name. Gone. I haven't heard of him since 2012 gone. either. Homie's gone. Yep. He made that in split. You got uh oh uh I mean you have so many oldie ones as well, but just going back to modern music, like it's it's hard for me to like enjoy a song because this is also where the music industry kind of flubs the dub. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but uh, they rerun so much music. That's true. I mean, dear God, I the song "Closer" by the Chainsmokers. Mm. That song was played maybe once every hour. Yeah, and I couldn't because that's the thing. I I now that I'm thinking about this more. Like, I get why, like, you think in Casey Kasem and all his broadcasts from <clears throat> all those years ago, what what kind of made them different was, like, he's playing the top 40 songs, not the top four songs. And that that's another great, that that was another great way for people to discover new music. music and, new music, yeah. Yeah, and I, I would worry that radio stations are, like, repeating stuff too much. Well, they, sometimes they do, like the, the, like, the, oh, the local spotlight, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Yeah, there's a there's like sometimes when I'm at night and I'm trying to find a good radio station if my phone's dead or something like that and I can't and I don't want to play music or if you're at Apple trying to charge your phone but you can't listen to music at the same time. Still got my success, still loving it. <laughs> Rip. Um and I'm just like on like Wiz 101 oh, uh uh 101.1 the Wiz. You got like yeah, this is DJ DJ Big Juicy Ham on track. <laughs> Oh, we'll be spitting some bars with you, and it's like some repulsive remix of like God's plan. <laughs> oh man, I want to hear DJ Juicy Ham show. Do you know who that is? Is that a real person? Yes, he has a pink van. <laughs> I thought you were making that. No, up. he has gone to Five Seasons three times in my time there. <laughs> five Seasons is a tennis club close to us. For those that don't know, but. <laughs> DJ Juicy Ham. I really thought you were making that name up. I will get you his contact info right now. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. Hey, pick up DJs. We're talking about DJs and how how do you feel about DJs? Like and like to chain smokers, uh Steve Aoki. You mean like EDM type of stuff? Yeah. Um not just no, no, not just EDM. You mean like that make remixes? Yeah, that as well. DJs. Oh well, I feel like that's good for a certain setting. Yeah. Um. Like if you have like I'll say like a nightclub type of setting, or you just have like a party or something like that. Um. Like even even a school dance, as as we've come to be familiar with. Um. I think that can be good for that setting. Ben's currently showing me a picture of DJ Juicy Ham, so I'm gonna I'll take a minute and look at this. (laughs) Oh boy. DJ Big Juicy Ham (laughs) does bar mitzvahs poolside parties and business parties that's exactly what i was getting at with those type of settings i think djs are great for those the pink van he's got a pink van oh goodness (laughs) i think djs are great for that type of thing but when like anything beyond that there's only there's really a limit that a dj can have when it comes to creativity if, if they're just remixing other people's songs like they can make their own beats to it they can have their own melodies and whatever 
but it, it, it's kind of limiting in a way. Which, yeah. like, I'll say, even with EDM stuff, there's a lot more freedom in that, too, when you're kind of creating your own sounds yeah. and your Some own Some of melodies. it sounds garbage, though. Dude, you could really mess up a song by... You could. Like, there, there's good and bad, but it's the same with everything. You know who I really enjoy that some people some people like, but some people don't like. I really like Daft Punk. I do too, actually. Their earlier stuff was really good as well. Around the world, around the world. <laughs> that you got that, and then you got uh, um, though, uh, the of course the most one of the more popular things people know because Kanye West. You got the work it harder, make it better, mm-hmm. the stronger. Well, song. of course, everybody knows. Um, we're up all night to get lucky. That song's amazing. I okay, like. Okay, okay. Usually when I listen to that song, I always pay attention to Pharrell. Mm-hmm. But like, the more I got to know who Daft Punk was, I was like, they legit just did that whole entire song. Like, Pharrell yeah. did little to nothing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like with with EDM stuff, if like people creating their own sounds, like I saw. Um, uh, I know we talked about uh, the Bunbury Festival in our last episode. Yeah. Uh, I saw Dead Mouse there one year. Okay, and he's an EDM artist. Marshmallow. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's a very very famous EDM artist, and I've I've seen, um, like we've we've of course all know good and bad with EDM stuff, but he he had almost a two hour set and not those fans are insane. Yeah, they're crazy. Oh my! But god. But not one sound was the same. He like he oh, kept yeah. it fresh. He kept it original with everything, which like that like that's really hard to do. Like when you have like just like the computer and everything and just creating all those stuff. Yeah. But, like if you're talented at that, there's a lot of creativity that yeah. can come from those. I mean, you got Steve Aoki. The only reason why I know him because of NBA 2K10 celebrity basketball game. I don't know. I ever played 2K10. That's another another podcast. Yeah, that could be another. Well, I and hey, with that podcast, I think I'll, I'll take a hot take on this right now. The NBA Two K Thirteen soundtrack is probably my favorite soundtrack ever to be in a video game. Really? Oh, so good. Was Ron Artest champions on that one? I don't think so. That was a bop. <laughs> okay, I know we're going. I think a little bit over the time we usually do, so I think we should wrap this up by yeah. Let's let's do a couple shameless plugs. Like, what are we listening to right now? All right, what am I listening to right now? Well, currently, shameless. Another shameless plug. Mm-hmm. We are in a show right now. That's true. We are in Les Mis, right? Les Mis. I can't yeah. say it. Right? You, you know what it is. Speech hundred. Yep. So, uh, Les Mis. I've been listening to a lot of that. Uh, I've listened to a lot of Michael Bublé recently, but not new Michael Bublé, old Michael Bublé, mm-hmm. as in his covers of other songs. Um, uh, like he does so many jazz oh classics. Oh my gosh, it's, great. it's he's fantastic. On uh, his new album, he did an Elvis cover that was just dynamite it was so cool i'm trying to figure out um i'm gonna look up the album actually because it is fantastic and i think you should get a listen to it because he is it is called uh, oh yes yeah, the call me irresponsible one okay it is really good um one more uh, actually i'll do two more one more another one i'm listening to is bruno mars just because i never stopped listening to bruno mars because i love that man oh yeah he he is crazy talented yeah. it's better to watch him sing than to listen to him sing because he's such an entertainer mm-hmm. um and another one, I'll say. Huh, let's see, I did say David Phelps earlier, but he he has a bunch of old stuff out, and he's not really doing. He's on tour right now. Yeah. So. Um, one person that I thoroughly enjoy, and I'll say it again, is Stevie Wonder, just because mm-hmm. the man's a beast, and he is very talented, yeah. regardless of what it is. So that's what, all I'll say. What I'm gonna plug is I, I know I talked about like stuff from long before I was born at the beginning. 
But what I'm going to do is I'm going to list you a couple of artists that are all from within this decade just to prove to any other naysayers out there that there is still good music out there in the world. Like some of my favorites from the last few years, um, Father John Misty, one of the most brilliant lyricists I've about, ever heard. I, heard I've talked I about saw him. a tweet on that, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I've talked about him before. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter type, like a folk type of guy. Unbelievable lyricist, like I love him to death. Um, a group, uh, a group called the Bleachers. Who um, this was? Uh, they're fronted by um, a guy who used to be in the band Fun, who you might know from like uh, We Are Young, Some Nights. He's got yeah. good voice. Is that mm-hmm. the guy? Who's, is Not the guy who sings. Oh, um, the well. other guy in Fun. Uh, he has a group now called Bleachers. They had an album a couple years ago. They have, I think, they have two albums out right now. They're fantastic. Um, a group that Carter showed me that I've fallen in love with ever since, Snarky Puppy, uh, Jazz Fusion. They like they can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, let's see, what's one more I could I could list off here real quick? Um, oh, a group that I I discovered recently through another one of my friends. Uh, they're more of a, like an indie alternative group. Uh, they're called the War on Drugs. Um, they, I think, I don't know if they won a Grammy, but they won a, a bunch of awards for one of their albums they had a couple years ago. I think they had a new album last year, so they're great too. Um, those are just some off the top of my head from the last couple years, but there let, is. Let's, let's put one in. Let's put let's both put one in for rap because we haven't even talked about rap. For rap, okay. And I'll tell you one thing. This will be a little quick thing. I don't enjoy rap too much because just. There's just stories behind rap that I can't relate to. That's the reason why I like yeah. certain music because I can relate to it. But there is one rap artist I enjoy the sound, not mm-hmm. so much the lyrics. He's a v- weirdest man I've ever like heard and watched and like listened to. I enjoy Kanye West. Okay, I'll tell you that. Fair enough. I don't care that he's married to Kim Kardashian. I don't care that he's repulsive on social media. <laughs> But I think he's fantastic. He produces all his music. He mm. uh, writes all his stuff. Oh, yeah. And he, I think he's, I enjoy his music a lot. Yeah, he you is. can't take that away from him. What I would say, I like, I don't listen to rap very much. I don't know much about it. But I will say, if I would go for any rap, it would be like old school hip hop, like stuff from the 80s almost. Like, Damn. I love, oh, uh, I, like, I love the Beastie Boys early stuff. Beastie Boys. Um, this is from, I know I talked about NBA 2K13. They had um, Eric B. and Rakim in there. Their stuff from the 80s Rakeem. is just classic. I love that stuff. But, I mean, yeah, if I'm going to go for rap, it's probably Who's saying school. basketball? Who rapped basketball? Curtis Blow. Curtis Blow. Love Curtis Blow, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I, I usually go for old school hip-hop, just yeah. me personally, even though I don't know much about it. That's but. old, old school. Oh, yeah, that's 80s. I thought you were talking about, I think you were like Ice Cube. and No, oh, even before Fiddy. that. I don't like that. I probably might get hate for that. Uh, Biggie, I don't care. Getting into it. Tupac, don't care. Hey, no, nah, I won't say it. Okay. <laughs> I won't say it. But yeah, um, people, there's still good music out in there the world. Is. Just go out and discover it. There's so much out there. Yeah, don't don't just stick to Drake. Taylor Swift needs to. That music needs to die. <laughs> just move on. Keep move on. Keep learning about Ariana Grande. Stuff. Give her a year, then move on. Give well, give her whatever time you want. Everybody loves their own thing, but there's so much good out there to be discovered. Keep learning yeah. about new things. Keep discovering it. Show your friends. Give people new artists to listen to. Yeah. And like that's all I can say about it. So I think we'll wrap it up there. Yep. Signing off. See you guys next time.